0: Welcome to the Journey Student Ministry podcast. We're so glad you're here. JSM exists to engage students in the process of knowing Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to be more like Him. Well, hello, high school. (laughs) Um, How are y'all doing? Good? Okay, let me give y'all some good news. This is our last week of Hot Topics. So like, the like uncomfortable conversations that we're gonna have in small group are kind of over this week. We're done talking about sex for a while. We're done talking about drugs for a while, so we can kind of like breathe deep. We don't have to worry about you know getting like sweaty palms or like freaking out about what our small group leader is gonna talk about next. So I feel like I got one of the easiest like um, at least more comfortable topics of the hot topics to talk about this um, series especially compared to like sexuality and all that stuff that we talked about the first week and then what we heard from Tracy last week about drugs and alcohol and so tonight we're going to be talking about our language our words and specifically cussing if cussing is good or bad is it a sin is it not a sin should we do it should we not do it all of those different things and I want to be honest with y'all I struggle with this, this is something that I deal with. I deal, I struggle with controlling my tongue. Um, I struggle with you know, using words that are full of grace. I, sometimes, I slip up and I don't use words that honor God all the time. And so the words I'm gonna teach you all tonight, the, the scripture that we're gonna read, the things I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you about, these are things that I've learned myself. And so the truth is, is that I've learned these the hard way and I'm up here telling you this stuff because I want you to learn it the easy way. I want you to go through the hard times um, or face this sin um, if you don't have to. And so I want to be honest. I want to confess this to you, that I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. This is is something that um, I struggle with too. Every word that I say is not like scripture that just like flows out of my mouth. I say bad things sometimes as well. So I want you to know that we're all in the same boat. And I'm not better than you. Um, I'm not... I don't know more than you I'm, I I'm I'm equal with you and we're we're going to walk through this together. So my hope is is that as I've confessed this to you that you would honor my honesty and that you would lean in and that you would realize that I've walked this road and I know a little bit about it and I want to walk this with you and so we're in this together. Are we cool with that? And we're in this together. I'm sure a lot of your leaders are the same way. That they're they're saying right now they're confessing right now like look, that's me. I don't know all of this um my words aren't perfect all of those different things okay so we're going to get that out of the way and so the truth is is that words are hard I said that this was probably one of the easiest topics for me to talk about one of the most comfortable compared to the other hot topics that we've discussed in this series but I think it's also one of the hardest um, habits for us to change because words are such a part of us we, we share words when we're speaking, we share words when we're texting, we talk to our teachers, we talk to our friends, we talk to other students in the hallway, we text people, we Snapchat people, we share words on TikTok, we share words on social media. Words are such a part of us. Studies say that we even, we speak over 10,000 words a day to people. And that's 10,000 words that we have to intentionally choose. That's 10,000 words that we have to filter as we come to, to honor God with our words. And so this may be an easy topic for us to talk about, but it's something hard. It's a hard habit for us to change, but it's a habit that's worth changing. It's a habit that's worth working on. It's worth um, dedicating and being intentional about. Um, and so, And so here's the thing. Scripture doesn't intentionally or explicitly say, what we should and shouldn't say. There's no list in the Bible and anywhere in Scripture that says you shouldn't say all of these four-letter words that the English language has deemed to be inappropriate or rude. Scripture doesn't tell us that. Scripture doesn't even use the word cussing. But the thing is, is we can see throughout Scripture that it does tell us what we should use. It does say what our language should be like. And so if we know what our language should be like, we can tell how our language shouldn't be. And so scripture, like I said, doesn't explicitly say that we should or shouldn't cuss, but it does say that it is a sin to be rude, that it is a sin to um, talk poorly about God's people. It is, it is a sin to be um, unkind to people. It is a sin to be hateful towards people. And so these words that we use that are rude, that aren't kind, that do hurt people, they are a sin because we are hurting other people. And so scripture does not say, thou shalt not cuss, but it does tell us that we should use language that honors him and loves others. And here's the truth. The truth is our goal, our purpose in life is very clear throughout scripture. Does anybody know what Jesus says is the greatest commandment? Anybody? Yes. Yep. Yes, perfect. A plus. Our, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. That's what Scripture teaches is our purpose. That's our goal in life, is to do all that we can to love God ourselves and to love others. And so the truth is, is that if we're using language that, that doesn't love others, if we're using language that's hateful, that's rude, that puts people down, that means that we're not entering to the call that God has placed on our lives. And therefore, we're we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, and so we should be loving people with our words. Scripture even describes what love is. First Corinthians, it says in um, chapter thirteen, it teaches us. It says that love is patient and kind. The love is indi en- it does not envy and it does not boast. And here's where here's what we're gonna um, look at. It's not arrogant, and love is not rude. And so if we, as people that are Christians, as people that follow after Jesus, that claim that he is Lord of our life, that he is everything to us, that he has saved us, if we are those people and we want to and try to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind and love our neighbor as ourselves, we shouldn't be arrogant or rude because we can't show love if we are arrogant or rude because scripture tells us love is not arrogant or rude. And another scripture says this. It says that, um, that we shouldn't, there shouldn't be obscene, obscenity or foolish talk or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. And so here again, scripture is telling us a few things that we shouldn't be doing. We shouldn't be rude and we shouldn't be arrogant. And we also um, shouldn't be using obscene language or foolish talk or coarse joking, but rather thanksgiving. And so this is the foundation, the bottom line. We believe that gossip, we believe that perverted language, we believe that cussing, we believe that hateful language, all of these things, this whole category of words and language that we use, we believe that that is a sin because it doesn't help us love God or love others more. It's words that shouldn't be used as as we are people that claim to follow Jesus and love him. And so we we know what scripture says we shouldn't be doing, but scripture also teaches us how to change And what our words should be filled with. So that's what we're going to spend um, the next few minutes looking at. And specifically scripture says in um, Colossians 4 verse 6. It very specifically says that our speech should always be gracious and seasoned with salt. So that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And so scripture told us the things that we shouldn't do. And now it's saying this is how your words should be. And so the first one is, it says that our words should be gracious. And we should use our words to share grace with others. To point people to the grace of God. Um, Another passage, that says it like this from Ephesians 4. It says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as it is the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Another translation, it says it like this in the NIV. It says, Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And so the language that we use, it should be gracious. It should pour grace to others. It should point others to the grace of God. It should be good for people to hear. Just simply that, that may be elementary, but if we want to have gracious talk, if we want to be known as having gracious language, the simplest thing we can do is ask ourselves, does it benefit the people that are listening to me? Is the language I'm using, does it benefit those? Does it help people in any way if I were to say this thing? Here's another way you can look at this. These are some questions you can ask yourself to maybe filter through the language you use and see if it's gracious or not. See if it's obeying scripture and following what scripture says. Are the words that you say making God more beautiful? Are the words you're saying, do they make God more loving? Do they make God kind? Do they make God sound more gracious? Do they make God more generous in the eyes of others? You can ask yourself this, to see if your words are gracious. Do the words you speak of God's sons and daughters, do they, are they kind words? As you speak about God's creation, do the words you use speak to how powerful God is, how strong God is, how mighty he is, how kind he is, how full of grace he is, how full of forgiveness he is? Do the words you say, do they align with what you proclaim? Do you proclaim that Jesus is Lord of your life, that you going to heaven, that he's forgiven every one of your sins, but then you turn to your friends and you cuss up a storm? Are the words are the words that, that, you're, that you're using, are they gracious or are you misusing God's grace for you? Are the words lining up with the things that you say and you claim to believe? Are you portraying God in the right way? Are you, telling, are you cussing up a storm to your friends and you're gossiping and you're spewing hate everywhere? And to them, they're thinking, man, they say that they love Jesus and that Jesus loves me, but their words are not proving it to me. Is that you? Are you, are you, are you having, using gracious words and are your words reflecting the grace of God that he has for you and that he has for others? The next thing is this. It says that our words should be gracious and that they should be seasoned with salt. And so Paul, he's talking to these people that lived in the city called Colossia. Um, and this city of Colossae, it was very close to another city that had this whole entire lake full of salt, a giant salt lake. So the people that he was talking about definitely knew how to, how to use salt. It was something that every single one of them had, rich or poor, they had salt. And so he was getting on their level with them, and he was explaining this, and he was using the idea of salt to them because everyone knew the purpose of salt. Everyone knew that salt was good for preserving things and enhancing things. Salt was good for keeping things good and making things great. It's like this. Salt is used a lot, um, especially before we had power, before we had electricity and refrigerators and all that stuff. Salt was used to preserve meat, to help people store meat. So what they would do, is they would get this piece of meat, and they would pack on salt around it. And the salt would dry up the meat, and it would protect it from bacteria and all of these different things. It would protect it from stinking and rotting and all of that. And so the salt would preserve the meat, And the salt would also preserve the people that ate the meat. Because when the meat was preserved properly, it wouldn't make the people sick that ate it. It wouldn't give them food poisoning and it wouldn't kill them. And so Paul is saying the words that you're using, they need to preserve people. When your words are seasoned with salt, they won't go bad and they will make others go bad. They preserve others. They don't hurt others. And they don't bring corruption and so are your words seasoned with salt? Are they preserving people? And the other way that Paul is using this and he's saying when he says to be seasoned with salt is preservation and then also making things better. Salt is like the key ingredient in anything you could ever make. If you've ever baked a cake, if you've ever made cookies, or if you've ever made um, anything salty you know, or savory, you know that the salt is the key ingredient in everything. You can't make food without salt. It's because salt makes everything more savory, more satisfying. Imagine some french fries, maybe from Chick-fil-A or like McDonald's. You just picture them right now, you can smell them. Maybe your mouth is watering because it's dinner time and you haven't eaten yet, and you're thinking about french fries. But think about if you got a batch of french fries that had no salt on them. You'd be disappointed, they'd be so unsatisfying because it'd be bland and then you'd just taste potatoes and oil and that's it. And that's gross, that's boring. And so Paul is saying when your words are seasoned with salt, it brings the best out of things. It makes things better. The message translation even says, says, be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring out the best in others in a conversation, not put them down or cut them out. And so are your words bringing out the best in others? Are, the, are your words bringing out the best in you? Are they showing the best parts of you? Because without salt, if our words aren't seasoned with salt, we aren't going to bring out the best. We're going to be bland. We're not going to, we're not going to um, bring the best out of others. It makes me think of um, when I was in high school, my dad had to go on a no-salt diet um, to bring down his blood pressure. And so my sisters and I, my mom, and my dad, whenever we were cooking, we would always make sure to keep salt out of things. So like tomato sauce without salt is gross. And mashed potatoes without salt is boring. But we did it. And so we cooked everything. We didn't add salt to anything. And then we would just put salt on the food on our plate so my dad could have his saltless, boring food. And there would be some times that I would forget to put salt on my food before I started eating it. And so I would eat this really um, unsatisfying, saltless food. And it was, a, it was a major disappointment because the salt brought out the best of everything that I was going to eat And when I didn't have that salt, I wasn't eating the food at its best. And that's the same way with our words. Our words bring out the best in others. But here's the thing. If our words aren't bringing out the best in others, if our words aren't bringing out the best in ourselves, it's probably because there's a deeper issue. And this is how we're going to close. And, and it's because the truth is, is that the condition of our hearts will determine the condition of our words. If you struggle with gossip or you struggle with um, using hateful words or you struggle with cussing or, or all of these other things, this type of language, it might be because there's a deeper issue that you need to look at because the condition of our hearts determines the condition of our words. Scripture says it very clearly in Luke 6:45. It says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, but an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The mouth speaks what the heart is is full of and so what is in you will come out one way or another what is in your mind will come out what is in your heart will come out there's no way to hide it angry words come from an angry heart hurtful words come from a hurt heart hateful words come from a a hateful heart prideful words come from an arrogant heart In the same way, encouraging words come from an encouraged heart and healing words come from a healed heart. What is in us will come out. What the heart is full of, the mouth will speak. And you may be thinking, yeah, but my issues are small. The hate in my heart, the bitterness in my heart. These different things are small. And they they don't really matter. It won't affect anyone. My heart isn't full of it, but there's just a little bit in it. And it'd be like if we... If we had some stuff in our heart, we had some, um, some, maybe we have some drops of hate in our lives and then we have some hurt in our lives and then we have some pain and we're just thinking, it's just a few drops of something, it's not gonna really affect anything, it's not gonna matter in the grand scheme of things. Maybe we have some bitterness and some insecurity and some unforgiveness and these different things that are in our heart. Maybe it's abuse, maybe it's a sin issue that, that we're hiding. Maybe it's something else, some other hurtful thing that's happened to you in your past and it's just filling up your heart and you may think it's just a drop of something. Does it really matter? But the truth is is in when life happens and we get bumped into and all of a sudden we have to respond to the things that are affecting us And and our hearts start being filled up by things. Life happens. We have to respond to our teachers and our parents frustrate us and our siblings annoy us and these things. And over time, our heart fills up. And then look, all of a sudden, what happens in our heart starts to fill and overflow. And all of a sudden, we start infecting and tainting and hurting everyone around us. And what's in us comes out of us. And so the... The what's in our heart, the condition of our heart will affect the condition of our words. And so what's in you? What does God want to change in your heart? Because here's the thing. God doesn't just want to change your behavior. God wants to change you. God wants to change your heart. God isn't here just for behavior modification. He doesn't want you to just stop cussing. He wants to change the hurt that's in your heart. He wants to heal you. He wants to forgive the sin that's in your heart. He wants to love you even though you don't feel loved. What is in your heart that you thought was just a little drop of something that is affecting your entire life, that is hurting your friends, that is hurting your family, your siblings, your teachers, that is hurting everyone that hears your words? And so, this is what we have to do. We can't just say that we're gonna stop cussing or we're gonna stop gossiping or we're gonna do this different stuff. We have to let God change us from the inside out because what is in our hearts will fill up our minds and come out of our mouths. There's no way around it. Eventually, what is inside of us will come out. There's no hiding. There's no running from it. And so what's in your heart? Is it anger? Is it bitterness? Is it unforgiveness? Is it insecurity? Is it distrust? Is it apathy? Is it abuse? Is it hate? Is it pride? Is it some sort of sin that's in your heart that is affecting you and is coming out of you through your words? And so here are some things. Here are some next steps that we can take. Maybe your next step is you need to take a few minutes. A few minutes to kind of look at yourself. Become self-aware for a minute of what's going on inside of you. Is there something going on? Is there some hate? Or is there some something that some way that somebody hurt you and you're holding on to unforgiveness and it is taking up, it is invading your heart, it is taking over your words. And maybe you need to become self-aware for a minute, or maybe you need to let your guard down and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Let the Holy Spirit dig deep in your heart. Maybe the Holy Spirit needs to convict you of something. So these are some next steps that we need to take. Let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit needs to do and realize that God wants to change you from the inside out. Because God doesn't just care about the words that we use, but he cares about our hearts as well. And so God, we're thankful for you. We're thankful for the way that you teach us, for the way that you care about us, for the way that you have given us your word so that we can live lives that glorify you, so that we can live lives that are full of joy and that are full of you. And so my prayer is that as you are speaking to these students and leaders in this moment, as your spirit is moving, my prayer is that we wouldn't quench it, that we wouldn't run away from it, that we wouldn't be scared of it, but instead that we would give you everything, that we would obey you no matter what it calls us to do. We would obey you no matter, um, how you call us to confess, that we would obey you no matter, um, maybe how embarrassing it is as, as we reveal what needs to be changed. Lord, that we wouldn't run away from what you wanna do in us. Lord, we thank you that you aren't here just to change our behavior, but you're here to change our hearts, to change everything in us. And so my prayer is that every student and leader would be obedient to your word. And that your word would continue to speak clearly to them. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Journey Student Ministry Podcast. If you need help taking your next step, email our team at jsmnextsteps at journeycommunity.net.